For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Oh, I really, 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 really want you to win the $1,000 in the WDBO payroll payout. The keyword this hour is drive. D-R-I-V-E. Now... If you've never played before, this is really, really simple. Let's let's just assume that you have the WDBO app because everybody does. And why wouldn't you have the app? It's free. It's chock full of important news and content information about news, weather and traffic and that kind of stuff. Uh, there are uh, there's even alarm. Uh, you can set alarms. You can set uh, alerts. Uh, there's so many things to do in the app. But so you open up the app. Okay, I'll give you a second. Grab your phone. There you go. All right, you got your phone. Open the app. There you go. You open the app. And then right there, scroll down one half of one scroll. One half of one scroll. And you'll see a little black box that says, enter keyword here, 100 years payroll payout. That's That 100 stands for our 100th birthday. Uh, we, WDBO, turn 100 years old this year. So you tap the button that says payroll payout and it takes you to the web page and you scroll down there and it says keyword here. And then in this case, you're going to put D-R-I-V-E. Oops, I misspelled it. Uh, Correct the spelling, drive, there you go. And click next. Now, I am doing this... (laughs) What are the odds that I'm going to win? I hope I don't because I will muck up the whole system. Right? Wouldn't that be terrible if I win? I mean, I mean, I can't win, obviously. So then you got to put you got to put your name. We have to have names, and we have to have a phone number because we have to be able to call you to tell you that you have won. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to stop just short of the submit your entry button. So just ask for your name. The year you were born, because you got to be at least 18 years old, that's state law. That's not uh, us being jerks about it. Uh, and, uh, and then you can put your phone number. And then you can opt in. You don't have to do it, but you're going to opt in to our daily email newsletter. Uh, we don't share this information with anybody. We don't sell it to anybody. Uh, I've had that question several times. Well, I'm not going to sign up. I'm not going to do it because I don't want my email being sold. No, but ding, ding, little, ding, ding, boom. And I say, no, we don't, we don't sell those lists. We do not sell them. We don't give them away. Um, and we rarely even use them for ourselves. And you can opt in to an email newsletter. We do not automatically opt you in, You're, but you can opt in if you wish. And then just click submit. Now here, that's the first part. The second part is, I would say at least equally, if not more important. If... In the next 20 minutes or so, your phone rings. Answer your damn phone. I can't begin to tell you how many times 
We have called and called and called and called and people let it go to voicemail. I'll tell you this. If it goes to voicemail, we hang up. We don't, we, and we'll go to the next winner. And they're all randomly drawn. They're, uh, a computer uh, digitizes it and it randomly spits out a name and a phone number. And if, if that person does not answer the phone, we go back to the computer and hit the randomizer button. I'm sure there's a randomizer button somewhere. Uh, and it spits out the next winner. So if your phone rings... I know we all hate answering the phone. Believe me, there is nobody on this planet that hates answering the phone more than Joe Kelly. If Laurel, if there was an awards program, if they gave out awards for people who hate answering the phone the most, would it be you or me that goes up and gets the award? <laughs> oh, it'd probably be a tie at least. It'd be it'd be tough. I'm with I'm with your generation on this. I don't I don't talk on the phone. I I don't do that. I don't like talking on the phone. My wife is on the phone all day, and I don't know how she does it. I love talking on the phone. Ah, it is the worst. It it's, is the worst. Everything else is so impersonal anymore. Texting, email me. I have needed to do a transaction with my bank for several weeks now, and I I know that I could call and make this transaction. But I am instead going to stop by one of the branches and go in because I would rather stop, go in and talk to someone face to face than make a phone call. Making a phone call is akin to torture. Anyhow, that all that having been said, I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, if your phone rings, answer it for Pete's sake, because it could be us calling to give you a thousand dollars. Square, does anybody have any questions? Have I covered all of the basics? Yes. Greg Rhodes, you have a question in the front row. Um, I forgot. Okay. If you have any questions at all, you can uh, call Laurel at home. Her phone number is... No, no. Greg just said he likes talking on the phone. Oh, that's right. Greg. All right. Greg's phone number is four. So just call Greg at the number four and and you'll be able to ask him any questions to your your heart's content. All right. It is that time of the day. I have secretly hidden GPS trackers on all of our U.S. presidential candidates so that we can follow their movements around the country as they campaign for POTUS. It is Joe Kelly's presidential pinger. We are one week away from the New Hampshire primary. That is a week from tonight. We are 63 days away until Florida's primary. We are 294 days until the general election. The updated average for each Republican candidate in the 2024 polls, uh, Donald Trump is up to 63.1%. Uh, at this time last week, he was at 60, 60%. Uh, Nikki Haley is at 11.9% and Ron DeSantis is at 11.6%. That is an average of polls. Now, here's the latest from the 2024 campaign trail. Former President Trump uh, will seek to capitalize on his massive Iowa victory with a speech in New Hampshire which hosts the next GOP nominating contest that, again, is going to be a week from tonight on January 23rd. Vivek Ramaswamy, who got out of the campaign today, actually late last night, he uh, he suspended his campaign and said he's going to throw his full support behind Donald Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy is scheduled to be in New Hampshire with Donald Trump for that speech uh, tonight. 
After finishing second in Iowa, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will first campaign in South Carolina before also headed to New Hampshire. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley will stump in New Hampshire. About half the voters wanted someone other than Donald Trump. Um, We know that. But what I showed is, yes, we obviously came in second, but amongst the broader Republican electorate, I, I was very viewed very favorably. I had people come up to me saying, I love you, man. I'm going to do Trump this time and do you next time. Now, that's not what I wanted to hear. But but being there, we did make an impression. Um, and, and, and it's important. Everyone with 51% of the vote, more than half of Republican voters in a Republican state. Doesn't that mean he's incredibly formidable? Well, of course he's formidable. He's a former president. <laughs> but I think part of the reason the turnout w- w- was really low is because I think that, you know, there has been a narrative that, that he already has it. So I think that there were some, some Republicans Republicans who, who wanted to go a different direction, uh, but then decided, you know what, they're they're saying that, that, that he's got it in a bag. To, to point out, by the way, Ron DeSantis was right. The turnout was was low for the Iowa caucuses, but the victory for Donald Trump was the the widest margin ever in Iowa caucus history, uh, beating Bob Dole, who had a, a 12 point uh, margin of win in 1996, and Donald Trump had a 30-point uh, margin of victory. Nikki Haley says following her close third-place finish in Iowa caucuses that she will now only debate Trump or President Joe Biden going forward, which puts the next two debates uh, into question as the only person who is down for debating is our guy, Governor Ron DeSantis. Following his distant fifth-place finish in Iowa, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson ended his campaign, saying, my message of being a principled Republican with experience and telling the truth about the current frontrunner did not sell in Iowa. Meanwhile, Trump attending a trial in New York for new damages in writer E. Jean Carroll's defamation case today. That is your presidential pinger for January 16th, 2024. I'm Joe Kelly. Coming up next, all of these stories, the headlines that you missed while you were at the office today, while you were hard at work, we were here at WDBO pursuing the latest stories so we could share them with you here on your drive home. We will have that for you coming up next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Cash in on our 100th anniversary with the WDBO Payroll Payout. Your next chance at $1,000 happens tomorrow at 8 a.m. Listen for the keyword and then tap the Payroll Payout button in the WDBO app. It's our way of saying thank you for 100 incredible years. Oh, I do want to invite you to join us in the WDBO chat room right now as ones and ones of people are watching the behind the scenes here of uh, the, the Joe Kelly show. 
as we have secretly hidden cameras in the WDBO studios, unbeknownst to the radio broadcasters. And uh, that allows you the opportunity, the listeners of WDBO, to become the viewers of WDBO. You can see the behind the scenes and see what everybody on the radio looks like, what everybody is wearing today. And uh, and then we even have, we, we actually have a separate discussion during the commercial breaks. Uh, during the commercial breaks, we uh, we chit chat with everybody uh, during the commercials, and so we have a lot of fun there. So if you want to join the club, uh, we got a lot of cool kids in our in our little club, and you can join it. Just go to the WDBO Facebook page, and you can check that out. A couple of items of breaking news here. <laughs> 90-year-old U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley has been hospitalized with an infection. He's receiving antibiotic infusions. 90 years old. 90 years old. We want to say it again. 90 years old. The guy's 90, and he is still serving in the United States Senate. I'm sure in some circles we should be impressed by that. In others, uh, it is indicative of, of what is wrong in part with America these days. Also breaking news, that no sooner do we mention it, but ABC News announces they have canceled the Republican presidential primary debate scheduled for Thursday night as Ron DeSantis was the only candidate confirmed to attend. <laughs> Nikki Haley says she wouldn't do it unless, uh, unless uh, Donald Trump did. Um, so yeah, poor, I, man, poor, I feel sorry for Ron DeSantis, the secondhand embarrassment for Ron DeSantis. He's like, come on guys, I'll do it. I'll do the debate. I'm desperate. I'll do anything. All right. Uh, if you were at work today from your office to ours, we're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. So we just had those two headlines. You didn't miss them while you're at work because, uh, they just happened. Uh, but here's what you missed while you're at work today. The alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer, a guy named Rex Huerman, has been charged with the murder of a fourth woman who disappeared in 2007 while working as an escort. Democrats and Republicans strike a deal to expand the child tax credit and restore expired business tax breaks. It faces long odds, though, uh, in, in the Congress. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley said she would not debate. You just heard that story. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson quits. Uh, the U.S. carries out another airstrike targeting a Houthi missile factory in Yemen. The attack is the third time the U.S. has hit a Houthi site used in Red Sea attacks. Now, get this. Iran says it has launched attacks on what it calls militant bases in Pakistan. Oh, good. The whole thing's expanding into other areas now. That's awesome. I'm not saying it's World War III. It just looks like the beginning of what could be a World War III. Next, JetBlue's purchase of Spirit Airlines is blocked after a judge agrees with the Department of Justice that the deal would reduce competition. And lastly, the shooter who killed five people at a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub in 2022 has now been charged with 50 counts of hate crimes in federal court, which I'm sure is all well and good, and I'm sure it was warranted. But the guy killed how many people? Like a lot of people. The, the, the murdering alone should send the guy to jail for the rest of his life. The hate crimes is, uh, is just window dressing. 
That's really all that is. Uh, there was some pretty good football over the weekend, Greg Rhodes. Uh, I, I was engaged in the, let's see, I watched the Bucks game uh, yesterday, last night. The Bucks game, and the Bucks miraculously won. What a blowout, my goodness. Yeah, that was a bit unexpected, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that was, uh, Philadelphia had come in as the, as the favorite, but if you watched them for the last about month of the season, they did not look right, so... The Bucks really taking care of business at home. They looked really good. I get it. And so they advance now to play. They'll play the Lions next week. Yeah, they're going to go to Detroit. So the last time that we had a game in Detroit was 1991, the last time they won a playoff game. So for the Lions to still be alive in the playoffs right now, pretty big deal. The Lions have sucked for a very, very, very long time. It's it's a, it's a miracle that they have fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the Buffalo Bills game, the Bills and the pa- 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 Steelers. Yep. Steelers. That game was incredible. Josh Allen. Yep. Josh Allen. He took over. He ran in a quarter. He ran in a touchdown from midfield. That blew my mind. I screamed and yelled when I saw that. That was amazing. Yeah, no, his run. And then Pittsburgh really is known for their defense. So for them to give up that kind of run was a little bit surprising. But Pittsburgh's not exactly the Pittsburgh of uh, of old right now. So I was a little disappointed watching that game because, you know, that game was postponed from the day before. It was supposed to be a Sunday game, ended up being a Monday game. And <clears throat> they were paying fans $20 an hour to come out and shovel snow out of the stands. And I really was looking forward to seeing a snow game. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a snow game, you know, where, where the field is covered in white. You can't see the, the, the lines on the field and, and the cameras, you know, can barely cut through the, the snow falling to see the ball and everything. I really thought that that would be the case. And even postponing it to Monday, I thought, oh, there's still going to be lots of snow. There wasn't. Right. Yeah. No, they did a great job. If you look at some of the videos, you see that they tarped the field before it really got bad, but they had something like three feet of snow in that area before the game. So for the field to look as good as it did, that grounds crew did a great job. And how about them Cowboys? (laughs) Woo! We all have a friend who's a Dallas Cowboy supporter. They also Dallas happen Cowboy. to be a Yankees fan and also yeah, happen to be a Lakers fan. Right. I, I was I was real sure to text all of my Dallas Cowboy friends that are fans and uh, and rub it in their faces. The, get, cow, the Cowboys. Yeah, just doing Cowboys things. So, I mean, how many years in a row now has it been that the Cowboys are with these high expectations? They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're going to go deep and then choke, choke, choke. choke choke now i saw a video i didn't i didn't have the audio up when i was watching this but i saw a video of jerry jones the team owner crying and i didn't know if it was real or if it was ai do you did you see any of it i didn't see that but it wouldn't be a surprise for me if jerry was crying he's a he's a pretty emotional guy at this point in his ownership yeah he's been through a lot what with all those um um exotic massages and stuff was that him no that was the other guy that was the other guy that yeah, was uh, right. yeah new england i bet allegedly that, right? I, I bet he's had exotic massages too <laughs> uh all right uh coming up next uh, dei diversity equity and inclusion uh includes everybody except evidently white christian english-speaking men we'll break it all down for you coming up next on the joe kelly show this is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Well, there's a little bit of backlash uh, against DEI these days. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
And <laughs> the chief diversity officer for John Hopkins Medical System sent out a monthly diversity digest email to the staff that included a letter declaring that all white people, Christians, and men are, quote, privileged. Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden's letter added that heterosexuals and English speakers are also in the privileged category. Uh, Dr. Golden defined privilege as a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group that operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. I have to I have to read that again, not necessarily for effect. I just got to read it again for myself. Define privileged as a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group that operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. Wow. Dr. Golden added a list of privileged social groups that include white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people. And what is cisgender people again? That's people who identify with the sex that they were born with. That's what that is, right? I believe so, yes. So hang on, the list that includes, okay, so again, this is a list of social groups that are, that are privileged. Where did I leave off? Cisgendered people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle class or owning class. I've never heard the term owning class people. That would be, I guess, people that own property or cars or uh, houses. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Middle-aged people, wow, middle-aged people and English-speaking people. That's well. I think we've covered English-speaking several times there. Middle-aged people are privileged. Middle-aged people. I, I would ask you to define what is a middle-aged person. Laurel, what is middle-aged in your mind? What do you consider mm-hmm. middle-aged? That's a really good question. Uh, maybe 40 to late 50s. Paul Cross, what do you think middle age is? Oh, boy. I'm looking at probably 40s to 50. 50 high end, I think. I don't know. Hey, Google, what is the median age for an American citizen? 38.9 years. 38.9 years. So that is middle age. Well, I mean, is that the official? That's probably that's the median. It's the median. do they? Is that what they consider middle I don't, age? I or? don't know. For the for the purposes of being privileged, if you're 38 years oh. old, do you feel privileged? Hey, Google, stop! Oh my gosh, she's still over there talking. Chatterbox, chatterbox, chatterbox. Now get this. <laughs> Instead of standing by her words, Doctor Golden, a day later, retracted her definition of privilege and issued an apology to the Johns Hopkins staff. And she writes, The newsletter included a definition of a word privilege, which, upon reflection, I deeply regret. 
She continues, the newsletter intends to inform and support an inclusive community at Hopkins, but the language of this definition did not meet that goal. In fact, because it was overly simplistic and poorly worded, it had the opposite effect. I retract and disavow the definition I shared, and I am sorry. I will tell you that. I am a, I am a student of apologies. I, I am fascinated with people who apologize. And, and I will say that as apologies go, that is a good apology. That, that is a genuine apology. Uh, and, and so I, I applaud her for that. There are too many people who say, I apologize to those who were offended or if you were offended by this, I'm sorry. Or the worst, I'm sorry you were offended by this, <laughs> which is not sorry at all when someone says that. Those are word games. This sounds like genuine con- 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 contrition. She's contrite. But I still think there's one thing missing, and that is her resignation. And I think that is one thing that is just terribly, terribly missing from our American society today. And that is we have no shame. And we no longer take responsibility for our actions. You know, I, I, I think of our secretary of defense who has not resigned, who should have resigned. The John Hopkins DEI chief telling everybody what she really thinks I mean, we, we now know, I mean, you, you, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. She has adequately apologized for saying it, but we now know how she feels. And knowing how she feels, if you ask me, she's no longer qualified to have that position. And as many have offered, maybe we don't need DEI positions at all. Now, I'd like to give an asterisk. Here at Cox Media Group, <laughs> we have a robust DEI program, and I wholeheartedly support the DEI efforts at Cox Media Group. It is a wonderful company to work for, and I highly recommend it to anybody who is interested in working here. Go team. Totally support. Here's what I think. Here's what I here is what I think the big picture. I think that America and and the, the one thing where did I find this? Where did I read this? I thought this was so interesting. Okay, here's this is what I read. Okay, I di- I didn't share this part with you. She also wrote the Johns Hopkins DEI chief wrote Privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. I think that is an accurate statement. Privilege is a characteristic invisible to people who have it. And I do believe that white Americans, white male Americans, have endured fewer roadblocks fewer bumps in the roads than people of color, than women, 
people with disabilities. I, I don't like the, the term privileged. But I, 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 think you would, I think you would be breathtakingly naive if you didn't accept that white healthy men have had fewer roadblocks thrown in their way than people of color and, and women and, and, and others. And I think after the Black Lives Matter protests and the George Floyd riots and the burning of 20 American cities and everybody taking a knee to the Black Lives Matter movement, I think the pendulum swung hard in the other direction to the point at which it no longer just recognized that white men in America have had fewer roadblocks and instead says white men in America are privileged. I don't believe we are privileged. We all have roadblocks. We all have setbacks. And I think the pendulum has swung too far in the opposite direction and a correction is due. Coming up next, I'm going to explain to you uh, a, a graph that I've posted on the WDBO Facebook page, which you, you will want to see. You will want to see this if you are interested in how far the pendulum has swung away from white men, away from white men. We'll have that discussion next. Stay with us. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, The Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Hey, Joe, everyone I know that somewhere in life is not privileged. They have sacrificed to be where they're at because they're the experts in their field. It's not because of their color on all sides of the race. So just because somebody has made it somewhere special in life and is white does not mean it's privileged. They have no idea what they've sacrificed for it. 100%. Absolutely so. So Bloomberg Bloomberg put together a graph. Bloomberg did a study. You'll find it right now at the top of the WDBO Facebook page. Uh, corporate America pledged to hire more people of color, and it actually did. The year after the Black Lives Matters, uh, and they write the word protests, I know and you know that they were more than just protests. We had protests in Orlando. I lived in downtown. We had protests in Orlando. They had riots in some 20 other cities and billions of dollars worth of, of buildings and real estate and property went up in flames. But in the years, in the year after the Black Lives Matter riots, the S&P 100 added more than 300,000 jobs. 94% of them went to people of color. 6% went to white people. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. 
You can use the open mic and the WDBU app. Coming up next, we're going to unpack that a little bit more. This as the FAA is pushing diversity, seeking to hire people with severe intellectual disabilities. Oh, my goodness. That's next. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Well, the good news is they had that crash 408 eastbound at Goldenrod with two left lanes blocked, and that has been cleared up. But it's still not a fun place to be. 408 eastbound really jammed up. Bumper to bumper, stop and go, any way you want to uh, listen or take it. It's going to be that way all the way through to Goldenrod, through downtown I-4 westbound. Uh, it starts to get very heavy, just about Princeton. So just be prepared to be jammed up there on the 408 eastbound. This report sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. From the WDBO Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Oh, I'm so glad you're joining us here on a Tuesday night. And uh, what a conversation for us to have here on the day after MLK Day. As we're talking about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, if you're just joining us here on the Joe Kelly Show, uh, we have in the last uh, last segment mentioned a new study out from Bloomberg that says that in the year after the Black Lives Matter riots, they use the word protests, <clears throat> in the year, the one year after the Black Lives Matter mayhem, the S&P 100 added more than 300,000 jobs, 94% of which went to people of color. 6% went to white people. Now, the change in employment since February 2020, this is a, a different stat, different set of numbers. I know it's, it's tough to sometimes share uh, graphs and charts on the radio. You'll have to look very closely at your radio to be able to see here. Let me just hold this up so you can see it better. There we go. Uh, you will find this at the, also at the top of the WDBO Facebook page. But change in employment since 2020. Ooh. Since 2020, white employment has decreased by 904,000. That is a, a net decrease. 904,000. So yes, there were some white people added to the workforce, but more white people left the workforce to the tune of a negative 904,000. The Hispanic population workforce since February 2020 has grown by 2 million. The black workforce has grown by 768,000. And the Asian workforce has grown by 882,000. So all told, all workers, 4 million have been added since February of 2020. And of the population of people who have been hired into jobs since then, whites are the only 
ones that have lost jobs. Now, this does not mean that white people were fired and replaced with people of color. Uh, this means that you know white people may have left the workforce on their own. They may have retired. They may have uh, resigned. They may have started their own businesses. They may have been fired. Um, there's a variety of reasons why people leave the workforce. I don't, you guys don't need me to explain that to you. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. And this comes as, I'll just recap this real quick. If you're just joining us, the Johns Hopkins medical system, DEI chief, diversity, equity, and inclusion, claims that white males, Christians, and English speakers are privileged. Uh, She goes on to say that there are social groups, uh, uh, privileged social groups, which include white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgendered people, males, Christians, middle-class people, owning-class people, a term I've never heard before, middle-aged people. Shame on you people that made it to middle age. How dare you not get to old age or stay in your youth? And English-speaking people are privileged. Now, that DEI chief has since walked that back the, the, the very next day, uh, offered what I, what I believe is a, is a, a, a good apology, uh, but didn't take it far enough and didn't resign her position. I do believe that would have been the next appropriate step would be for her to have resigned her position, but she failed to do so. Oh, hi, this is Mike from Orlando. Mike! Um, all companies do this now. You can make a statement, and if you retract it or say "I'm sorry" within 24 hours, they will not. They will not or cannot fire you. This happens to us at work all the time. People make a statement, and 24 hours they retract it, and guess what? Nothing happens to them. Mm, mm. Hey, Joe, I'm listening to you talk about the DEI situation and the privilege and all that, and I'm trying to find the controversy here. I think it's pretty clear that you know people with christian values right would um be more successful because they have a value on doing the right thing or you know even uh people who are from family units or or things like that would be more successful okay gotcha thank you joe uh this is john i'm listening to your commentary on white privilege and diversity, equity, inclusion, that whole movement needs to die and die quickly because it's nothing but racism. That's what it is. And it's become very, very dangerous in our society, our workplace. You know, I will tell you that as as a <laughs> as an English speaking white middle aged Christian man <laughs> According according to Johns Hopkins, I am one of the most privileged people. I check all the boxes of privilege, right? Golly. Wow. What is there anything else that I check? Uh cisgender. I am also cisgender. I identify with the sex that I was born with. Holy smokes, able-bodied. Meh. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm able-bodied. Um middle class. Yeah, I'm probably middle class. Owning class. I no, I don't think I'm owning class. Honestly, not not now. I don't have a house or anything. Um, 
Yeah, boy, I check a lot of boxes there. So I am incredibly, incredibly privileged. So I will tell you that as a white, English-speaking, Christian, able-bodied man, I, you know, I do get a little paranoid sometimes. I do get a little, you know, in the back of my mind, I think, man, am I, uh, is the writing on the wall? Does this mean that, you know, that I'm going to be replaced with someone who is not as privileged to use their word as I am? Do you ever wonder that for yourself? Or maybe you've been victim, is that the right word to use? Victim of a, a, a diversity hire? And again, I want, to be, I want to be really, really clear about this. I mean, I, I don't poo-poo everything about diversity, equity, and inclusion. In fact, long before those letters, those three letters, DEI, as, as the news director of WDBO, and as the person who has traditionally made the hiring decisions, I have long sought a diverse newsroom. I have long sought. I want people of color. I want people of different faiths. I want people of different ethnicities. I want people who speak different languages. I want uh, – because everybody has a different perspective. Everybody brings something different to the game. I think there is – true value in diversity in the workplace. I truly, truly believe that. But the way that companies have gone about enforcing this, it's not, it doesn't just make white people feel uncomfortable, which, you know, it does. But frankly, I, if you're a diversity hire are you not a little embarrassed that you're not hired based upon your abilities, but based upon the color of your skin, based upon your gender, based upon the gender that you identify with? Wouldn't you rather be hired based upon your abilities? I, I, I just think that forcing that upon people Forcing DEI issues on people is harmful to everybody. Nobody comes out a winner in that. But I truly believe that a diverse news, uh, newsroom, in my case, and a diverse office, in, in your case perhaps, is truly beneficial. You know, maybe if you're a, you know, maybe if you're a truck driver if you're a backhoe operator, you know, does it matter if, if one of your colleagues is, is Indian? Does it matter if one of your colleagues is Jewish? Does it matter if one of your colleagues is black? Does it matter if one of your colleagues is Asian? Eh, probably not. But in, a, in, a, in an environment like mine, in a newsroom where we gather the news and information from the day and put it in bite-sizable pieces to be able to share with our audience, having that diversity is important. I mean, if there's something going on in the black community and I have a newsroom full of nothing but white men, there may be big pieces of the story that we miss because we don't spend a whole lot of time in the black community. So I truly believe there is value in diversity.
I cherish it. I welcome it. When I see our candidates come in, I, I get excited. When I see the diversity of candidates that we have come in. Can I make an observation, Joe? Please, by all means. When we're talking about hiring, it just struck me in, in a different way. Think about what you just said about having all white men in a newsroom. And maybe you have one all white men and you have a brand new minority that you hired. And a few months later, you have to get rid of someone because they're cutting the budgets. You can't your 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 pressure is not to get rid of that minority because you need them on the books, correct? As being an equal hire or as being somebody as a minority, you have hired them, you have them on the payroll. If a company so structures you, it that way, yes. Yeah. So then then an employer may be forced to get rid of somebody who is more qualified because of that diversity hire. Does that make sense? It does, because they may be too afraid to to let go a, a diversity hire, even though, and uh, hang on, I got to, I got to think of the acronym in my head. Uh, last in, first out, LIFO. Last in, first out, LIFO. Uh, so that typically that would be the LIFO policy. Last in, first out. So when if it comes to hiring, right. if you need to get rid of somebody with right. at least tenure, yes, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, and I've done a lot of hiring myself. But instead, but that, it would, it that would is be, a position. It, 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 would, yeah, it that, could that possibly become FIFO, first in, first out. Which means you'd have to let go of some of your older people uh, in favor of your your newer people, because then the new if if the newer people were di- diversity hires, you know, and then yeah, it's it's a you know, really strange thing to and, and especially if you work for the government. I mean, if if you're a diversity hire, I think of our Secretary of Defense, which by by all accounts he was a diversity hire when. When Joe Biden said that he was going to have a cabinet secretary, a, 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 a defense secretary, he said that he was going to hire a person of color. I mean, that was a diversity hire, our secretary of defense. And that was one of the questions posed in our chat room here is what what makes you assume someone is a diversity hire? It's a valid question well when when you set out when you say i my my goal well and joe biden did it with his vice president i'm gonna have a woman of color it's gonna be a woman and a woman of color that means those are the qualifications that are most important to you not abilities not skills not judgment but first and foremost they have to be color and female as the case is with the secretary of defense has to be a, a man of color person of color and when you set that out as your number one goal, of course that's a diversity hire. It has to be a diversity hire because qualifications aren't the first thing you look at. And if you're not first looking at qualifications, then it's a diversity hire. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Hey, Joe, can you give me an example of what this privilege you guys are talking about? To be honest with you, I understand that racism is going to exist to the day I die. But I've been here for 25 years. I came here at the age of 19 and I worked my tail off. I'm, I have prospered in this country. And that is a privilege that we all have, regardless of what other people think about us. You know, it's interesting. You asked me to give examples of, of privilege, and I, I, I don't know if these qualify, but, but here's something I can tell you. I've got 
several black friends who have explained things to me that I never understood, that I that totally escaped me. When I go to say my local neighborhood CVS and I buy shampoo and I buy skin lotion and I buy some other hair care products to keep my good looking hair, you know, looking good. I first never have anybody follow me around the store. I never have to worry about whether or not I get a receipt. I couldn't care less about getting a receipt. But as a black friend explained to me, you know, a black man, a scary, quote, scary black man, you know, walks in. Because to a lot of white people, all black men are scary black men. Not all white people. If you're offended by that, then maybe you don't fall into that category. Um, but he also explained to me that I always get a receipt. He says, my grandfather taught me that. I always get a receipt. Make sure that you have a receipt. So if you get pulled over, you get stopped, someone grabs you and says, hey, did you just steal that hoodie? Did you just steal that notebook? Did you just steal that cell phone? No, 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 officer. No, sir. Here's my receipt. Always have a receipt. I mean, that's something that as a white person, I've never, ever had to worry about. It's never crossed my mind. In fact, I usually say, because I don't want to waste the paper, <laughs> and because I, I just know I'm going to throw it away later, I usually say, I don't need a receipt. Don't give me a receipt. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. Hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Your calls and comments coming up. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on The Joe Kelly Show. By the way, Laurel, there is a, there's a new movie on Netflix. Stars Kevin Hart. It's called Lift. Have you seen this yet? Have you seen it on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's a it's a heist movie. It's like a heist comedy. Uh, it is an absolute steaming pile of horse manure. That's your personal opinion or ratings opinions? Uh, both, both. Okay. I, I could not get past the first 15 or 20 minutes. I felt so much secondhand embarrassment for the movie. It's just I, I couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is so, so, so bad. <laughs> Frank in our chat group just said, lift. Is it about Ron DeSantis's boots? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a heist movie with, uh, with Kevin Hart. And it is, it is absolutely dreadful. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch that. I'm just, uh, my thoughts there. All right, let's go to Art in DeBerry. You're on the Joe Kelly Show. Hello, Art. How are you? Doing good, Joe. Just wanted to share a little experience. I work as a mechanical engineer for a company called Control Microsystems in Winter Park, Florida. We had a very diverse pool of employees, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, uh, all hired because of their abilities and uh, we all got along great. But uh, we had a contract with, uh, I guess I'm allowed to say Lockheed Martin, and it was going to be for military aircraft. We had a laser wire marker, industrial laser systems to mark the, the wires to go through the aircraft. And they had a stipulation where well, the government's going to require us to hire a black 
broker before we can do business with you. And so they had us send the money. You know, they sent the money through him to come to us. We provided the design and everything. And unfortunately, the the person who was black ran off with $100,000. <laughs> we just lost out on that money completely just because that was a, you know, a stipulation from the government. Had to that- be a black... Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, we've seen a lot of, you know, black-owned businesses, women-owned businesses that are allowed for government contracts where white-owned businesses wouldn't otherwise be allowed. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. In-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. All right, first, uh, Laurel, you reported that Drizzly is is shutting down, that Uber bought Drizzly, and that they're going to shut down Drizzly by the end of March, I think you said? Yes, that's correct. So show of hands here for everybody in the chat. Uh, Have you ever ordered alcohol to be delivered before? Raise your hand if you have. Greg Rhodes and me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I it, raise your hand if you've done it more than once. <laughs> oh. Listen, it was for a very good reason. I needed more beer for the party, it's and I didn't want to have to go get it. So I, Drizzly delivered. I, I, I will tell you that <laughs> the chat group. Frank just raised his hand. <laughs> So I will tell you that uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I, comma, like a lot of other people, comma, was stuck at home with very, very little to do, right? And I, comma, like a lot of other people, comma, started drinking. Um, and I would have- That a all checks out. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm being honest with everybody. I'm not, I'm not, I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to lie about. And so I started to drink- uh, to help pass the time. <laughs> and I um, I was also recognizing, at that time I was living in downtown Orlando, and I, you know, I was recognizing these, all these poor businesses you know, are closed now. These restaurants are closed. The bars are closed. Uh, all these offices are closed. There was nobody in downtown. There, I, I shot a video, which will show up in my Facebook memories at some point, but I shot a video of me walking down Orange Avenue and I must have walked, you know, for 10 minutes in the middle of Orange Avenue before a car finally came down. I mean, it, it was uh, it, it was a ghost town. And I recognized that the gig workers who were delivering all the food and stuff to the place where I lived at the time I lived at 55 West. And I, I recognized that all these poor gig workers were out of out of their normal jobs and they were trying to get by uh, and there was a part of me that felt I wanted to be generous to gig workers and so that's why I had alcohol delivered now that having been said I had alcohol delivered because daddy wanted alcohol okay but but I I could have just as easily walked to the liquor store uh there is there's actually a really fine liquor store on Orange Avenue in downtown, there used to not be a liquor store. In fact, uh, the downtown merchants didn't want liquor stores because they saw it as a competition to all the bars in downtown. Uh, but there is a really nice liquor store, and I think it's called The Library. And uh, it's, speaking of which, it's a black-owned business. 
and the owners could not be any nicer. The the people that work there could not be any more accommodating, and and uh, I enjoyed going there. But I, I would have alcohol delivered from time to time. And then cut to a few weeks ago, I was at a, a very large gathering of of people for my wife's company, and the there there was probably forty people there. And kind of to your point, Greg, we were going through alcohol pretty quick and clearly someone was going to have to make a run to the liquor store. And I said, you know, they do deliver alcohol these days. I mean, we could have it here in an hour. And so I, I opened up my Drizzly app and and ordered several bottles of, of liquor to be delivered to the party. And it ended up taking so long. I mean, it was delayed by hours and I had not been drinking, so I said, look, I, I, I will be the designated driver to go down. I'm, let me just go to the liquor store and buy it. I, I can go buy it, and I'll cancel the Drizzly order. And that's ultimately what we did was we just canceled the order, and I went and bought it myself. Um, okay, let's talk about Ron DeSantis for a second. So a lot of people are saying that Ron DeSantis needs to drop out of the race. Now, Mostly the people that are saying it are either people who hate Ron DeSantis or people who love Donald Trump. And sometimes in the Venn diagram, those two overlap considerably. People who hate Ron DeSantis and people who love Donald Trump. That Venn diagram might even just be a circle, right? It's the same group of people. They're all the ones saying that that Ron DeSantis needs to get out of the race. I'm, I'm going to offer to you a reason why Ron DeSantis should not get out of the race. Not yet. Not yet. If, if not for the fact that there is a challenge to the U.S. Supreme Court about the eligibility for Donald Trump being on a ballot in uh, Colorado, if not for that, I would be on board the Ron DeSantis needs to get out bandwagon. But there is a possibility, remote as it may be, there is a possibility that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to side with the state of Colorado and the Colorado uh, Secretary of State and keep Donald Trump off the primary ballot. If that happens, if if. Colorado Democrats win, then not only will Donald Trump not be on the Colorado ballot, there'll be about 17 other states that are waiting for this Supreme Court decision. And if 17 other states take Donald Trump off the ballot, then the Republican Party is going to be out of a candidate because there is no possible way that Donald Trump can win the primary being off the Colorado ballot alone. But particularly if he's taken off of 17 other states' ballots. Now, to play that scenario out further, at some point Donald Trump could potentially then become a third-party candidate, but I'd be willing to bet that those same states would challenge him on those ballots as a third-party candidate. But either way, we need, we Republican voters need a break glass in case of emergency candidate 
And to me, that candidate is still Ron DeSantis. We can have him behind the glass, little hammer right there, break glass in case of emergency. Ron DeSantis is the guy. He could stop campaigning, whatever, just don't get out of the race yet. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. All right, on the subject of diversity and diversity hires, the Federal Aviation Administration, uh, the FAA, is facing criticism and concern from both politicians and the public over a diversity hiring initiative that actively recruits workers with, quote, severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric issues, and other disabilities. The FAA's website details a diversity and inclusion hiring plan aimed to boost diversity, including those with severe disabilities. It reads, individuals with targeted or severe disabilities are the most underrepresented segments of the federal workforce. The FAA site then states before it details that the targeted disabilities uh, that they're looking to, to recruit. Targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the federal government, as a matter of policy, has identified for special emphasis in recruiting and hiring. They include hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and dwarfism. Now, The one that's really troubling is the severe intellectual disability, which is defined as, by the Cleveland Clinic, people with severe intellectual disability have an average mental age between three and six years old. They use single words, phrases, and or gestures to communicate. They benefit from daily care and support with activities and daily life. The FAA is looking to hire people with severe intellectual disabilities as part of their diversity push. One might argue that the man who oversees the FAA, that is our Department of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, he himself likely a diversity hire, a gay man, a diversity hire. What a shame it is that we have to play this game of are they really qualified or did they check the diversity box? Wouldn't it be great if we could just live in a world where we know that they're actually qualified for the positions in which they work? I'm Joe Kelly. Thank you so much for being a part of the Joe Kelly Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.